0: Don't Tap presents The Couch vs. The Coach, a new podcast that bars your favorite capper against your favorite coach. The hardcore vs. the fighter, the homework vs. the real work. They go head-to-head making picks and you
1: benefit. New year, new show, let's fucking go. Okay, Don't Tap podcast, we are back with the Mike Harrington and the Champion. Round one in the books. Dricas Duplessis comes in with the you know, the victory and Mike Harrington comes in with the two points and couch versus the coach has its first victor. How do you feel about that, brother?
0: Dude, that was that was my number one concern watching, right? Like I watched uh I watched my big parlay that I had a lot riding on, had a lot of people hitting me up about watched that go up in flames when Mike Malott just fell apart completely. Um you know, the, the the co-main event, the rest of the card all went terribly for me. But as soon as I saw Dreykus Duplessis get his hand raised in a razor-close split decision, I knew that I had dominated the Couch and the Coach podcast. So all of my losses were, were, were completely justified at that point.
1: And yeah, it was a little bit hard being a Canadian fan. That was a, a rough one. Uh, we've never had such a flip of emotions from
0: Vancouver to Toronto. It was absolutely crazy. Um, what do you mean? Jasmine, Jasmine you guys brought it home for you guys. Jillian Robertson did Canada proud. No,
1: they they crushed, man. And Jasmine, I even – um, I was calling the sub, and I was talking with her coach ahead of time, and he sort of just stayed away from, like, sort of t- talking to me about, like, the opportunity for that. I think they knew that was going to be there, and I think she was going to work for that sub. But she just actually literally is that vicious that she wanted to hold on and beat her up for longer. Um, What a, what a horrible woman. Love it. <laughs> um, okay, so let's take a look at the card that is coming up and the couch versus the coach, some breakdowns for this fight night coming up. We got Deliz coming up against Imavov. What is your first pick? We'll go head to head, just throw your first three picks up there, and then maybe we'll build a, a parlay at the end.
0: So I was thinking, I mean, my my thought process coming into this was like take a couple of these coin flips um and just take the take the underdog in them. Right. Um <laughs> Like it's it with the way that I like I watched how it worked out right, and it's like you know the the there was there was good breakdowns from TJ. He he was you know on the right side, but got the wrong result in a couple of instances. So it's like with something that's, that is is this uh difficult to 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 kind of you know figure out exactly what's going on. Um, I think what makes the most sense in in, in that style is to l- just spray and pray with uh with underdogs and try to get that that cheap 2 points. So how all much right. fun is it going to be for me to come out and be like, you know, okay, uh if Temba Garimbo is like minus 280 and and you know, uh, like there is guys on this on this card, like for instance, Molly McCann versus uh Bell Bita. Bell Bita is for all intents and purposes done with MMA. You know, she she talked about how she's pretty much out. She considered retirement after the loss to Carolina. Um I think she got I think Carolina landed something crazy, like 72% of her strikes thrown uh, against Diana in that fight. Like, she knows she's not championship material. She knows she's absolutely gorgeous and can go be, like, some Russian guy's wife and live very comfortably, right, for for the rest of her life. She doesn't need to be doing this fighting nonsense. And the only reason she stuck around is because the Molly McCann loss, uh, she had a, like, chance to right that wrong and this is them 100% putting Molly McCann in a get right spot, right? Where is the fun in picking Molly McCann at a, whatever she is, minus 285, minus 300 favorite, which she rightfully should be. I, I came into this thinking Molly McCann shouldn't be that high of a favorite against anyone. Then I processed it and it's like, no, this is maybe the one person in her division. She should be that high of a favorite against. So it's like, I don't know. That doesn't seem very fun for the people who are listening and looking for spots. You can actually play on this card. Um, something where I do find a ton of value and I am going to make my first pick is Blake builder. Um, builder has been, he's been very fun. He's been, you know, a dynamic a, a blast to watch since coming through on the contender series. But my big thing is he's fighting this dude, Lee, who has only fought road to the UFC level competition, right? Like he's, he, uh, 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 Blake Builder, has a win against the guy who took Volkanovski to a decision early in Volkanovski's UFC run in, in I can't remember the guy's name, it was Austin something, I think. Um, but it's like Blake Builder has been in there against actual UFC competition, like guys who are, you know, real no doubt or UFC guys, and he's gotten wins over them. Um, Lee doesn't have that. He does not. He's only beaten road to the UFC guys. His last one was a split decision uh, against someone in the, I think it was the road to UFC final. Um, And it's like the guy we beat is now back in the road to the UFC. Like, that it feels like that's a feeder system that isn't quite there yet. Uh that that hasn't had I think that kid, the 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 one kid that came through there is gonna be the breakout star and, and is gonna be the Sean O'Malley. Can't remember his name. I think he's a Japanese kid who like just got a knockout very recently. Uh, I want to look right now last two cards of the year. Um it was like he was pretty early on in the prelims, but he got like a blistering first round knockout. Lee's not that guy. Like Lee is he's very comfortable fighting to do a decision. He's very comfortable point fighting. And I think Blake Builder just, you know, he he's he is too dynamic and he does take too many chances to drop one to a guy who's going to be confident just trying to eke out a split decision win. Um and I think this is also Lee's first time fighting outside of Asia, right? You go from you know the the glitz and the glamour of you know. Yes, it didn't make a, a ton of waves here in the United States, but Road to the UFC was a big deal for that part of the world. Um, and winning that was a very big stage for him. Now you're going into the Apex with no fans. Like, there's just no one there. You know what I mean? Smaller cage,
1: like, builder's a, a grappler. I like it.
0: Right. So you know, um, everything about that to me just screams like you know, builder should not be the slight underdog. So if you're like if you're telling me this is a coin flip fight and and I think I'm getting value, you know, with with the underdog there, that is a, that's a, a clear, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to pick up those two points there.
1: I mean, yeah, prior to running into Kyle Nelson in Vancouver, um, Builder was on a good run and he just sort of got outclassed by Nelson. Nelson just sort of lulled him into his fight. He was scared of Nelson's power and he just didn't really commit. And then Nelson was hitting him. He, he didn't realize uh, he got sort of sucked into that game, but. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a good spot. I think that's a good way to look at it um, with the grappling savvy. I think him getting him up against a cage, the apex being a factor as well, too. It is a factor. Fighters have said it time and time again. It's much smaller. It makes a difference if you're a grappler. You can get your hands on guys. They can't move around as much. So um, definitely a good spot. So I was going to hold back on this spot, but after you come in with your intro on Belbita, I'm going to lean right into it. Um, It might have something to do with what you maybe saw online. But, yeah, so Belbita, one of the plays I'm going to play is actually a spread play on DraftKings um, so that she'll win one round. The line's not out yet, but she's such a big dog that there's going to be value on it, 100%. And I think she could even win a decision in this one because I actually don't think she's done. Although she maybe – said, I don't know if I saw, you know, what she said after her last fight. The Golden
0: Cap just shared it. I can pull up the actual quote. But – with
1: that one, it's um, I don't think she is done because I've actually even sat and talked to her at House of Champions. She she actually trains down the street here, and she's been fighting since she was a kid. It's all she knows, and I think she was a little bit of emotional after that last that last fight. Cobake, which it, it was sort of like a, a it was a star like a star type moment for her. It was someone she looked up to that she fought. Um, I think she really wanted that win and just was a step behind and very frustrated all the way through. Um, now Molly obviously should be the big favorite in this. So one hundred percent. I think with you know she beat her before that was the the entry-level fight into the ufc it was a big big fight um took her down multiple times and Deanna didn't have any answer for it but Deanna was also a kid much different fighter than her grappling game is way way better now and i think that her volume game on the feed is way way better now as well too i think this is gonna be a lot closer than people think um i do i am a little bit worried about the the power of mccann but You know, Deanna's shown time and time again, she can take a shot. I know that's not a good thing to say, but she'll be in there to the end. I think this is going to be a lot greasier than people think. I think it's going to go to a decision. It's going to be greasy as hell. And, um, you know, I think McCann's a little bit overrated because she had some crazy moments and some, you know, spinning back elbow, great, like twice. Lightning struck twice. It was great. She's very, very high level. And it's not me being a homer on this. I just think it's a, a women's MMA fight that is very, very close. And I think that Deanna is not the kid she was. It's a long time ago now, Um, a lot of fights ago now. And I think that, uh, you know, with with her coaching staff, they've been focusing on wrestling, focusing on grappling. I know this personally, and I think that – I think it's going to be a a big difference in this one. So I think she at least wins a round, you know, and and I think that – you know, I can't tell you what judges are going to do. So if it's a close fight, I think she at least wins a round. So I like what – I think it's probably going to be about an even where that line will be, but – Diana Babita spread
0: play, draft kings, one round. I like that. I like that play just in the sense that, you know, Molly, even in fights that she wins, she does everything she can to make her opponents look great. You know what I mean? Like the, the, when she got the spinning back elbow, I think it was in England, she was getting pieced up a little bit on the feet before that. Like, I remember I had a big parlay that had Molly in it and I was like really sweating that one out. Uh, until she found the KO and it's like it feels like she knows she's not of like the same level as you know uh, some of her peers and the people who you know she she uh, she wants to run with so you know she'll take extra chances to find that like highlight real thing to kind of put herself over because just winning a boring decision isn't enough for uh, for Meatball Molly so um, yeah I, I do like that I just there is a part of me that like just narrative wise or, or looking at it from, from, you know, like she has that, she has that reality show coming out that like follows her and Patty and Liverpool. She has the bar stool deal. She is a much bigger star. Um, and it, it just does feel like this is the UFC giving her one where they're like, yeah, we know, we know you're going to win this one. Um, but in that same vein, like, you know, like the, the the Jared Gordon fight, right? Even if that was like a fight they were giving Patty for Patty to win, he still dropped a round. So, you know, the the if you're getting even odds at her to win just one round against somebody who does give up rounds, yeah, that does make a ton of sense.
1: I imagine it's going to be sitting around there, maybe around uh, minus 110, but I'll still hit that as well too. Um, Hell yeah. Either way, the way it works. So we'll see how the point total breaks down on that one. What is your second spot that you want to bring to the table?
0: Um. So I know I was talking about uh I know I was talking about all dogs, but I'm, I'm I know I had another one. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep looking to see if uh if I can remember what it was. But the in the main event. Um, I'll just get it out of the way. It's my one favorite. It's one little little bit of chalk that I'm swallowing. I am gonna take Imivolb. Um, I like what I've seen from him, and more than anything, he had a very frustrating 2023, right? Like he starts it off on short notice. Uh he has to go and fight uh Sean Strickland. I think. Was he supposed to fight Cannoneer in that spot? Or who was originally scheduled before he had to go in there against Sean Strickland on very, very, very short notice? Um, right now. Can't remember, but it was like, you know, you you when you're not expecting to fight Sean Strickland, and then you have that jab coming at you, that was rough for him. And then the Curtis fight, uh, I believe if I'm not mistaken, like he was he was ahead in that fight, and then the accidental clash of heads um you know kind of kind of cost him what what would have been like if if they had deemed that an accidental clash of heads three minutes later and you were in the third round it would have gone to the judges and and he gets the w there so uh that's a very frustrating year and i think it's he's going to take it out on uh on on roman i mean roman does like he 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 takes a lot of risks. He's constantly looking for finishes, but over the course of 25 minutes, I just don't think he has the 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 body type and the cardio um, to keep up that pace. Like I've seen him start to flag a bit, uh, you know, in, in in three round fights. So, you know, given this a full 25 minutes, I just think Emma Bob does enough to get the job done. Okay.
1: And here's where I'm going to sort of play strategy with you on this one. Cause I could either go head to head with you really hard in this one, and try to take a huge jump or i could play safe in this round and then i'm going to play safe in this round so i went back and forth on this fight my first instinct is Imabab by decision instantly that's what i think of him more more recently at this level although he is a finisher at this level i think he's a he's a more play it safe he'll hit you from the outside very very high level striker uh but has some good grappling in his pocket as well too um so i was thinking that by decision then looking at Delize, the the value is just there in a couple other things and and like, if you look at Delizze by a sub, it's like plus 400. You know, and he is very opportunistic, very, very aggressive. And it is a possibility of, like, if he's going to win, it's going to be either a club and sub or he's going to be knocking a guy out on the ground. So that's that's Delizze's win condition. If you then look at uh, Imovov, he could win by decision, but has not done five rounds, right? No. So I think Imovov, I think, you know, that decision idea is based in a three-round idea. So, if we're looking at five rounds with Imvov and, and Delize, I think if he drags him into deep waters, I think Imov gets him out in four or five pretty handily. Um, so, I think the fight doesn't go to decision is a really good play. But I actually, I'm going to get a little bit aggressive with it. I think that um, my number one, one of my number one plays on the card will be the under two and a half uh, Delize and Imov at plus
0: 130. Wow wow okay so i'm gonna get a little
1: aggressive on it um it may have adjusted now if the lines adjusted a little bit that's what i had put out initially for my early tap lines if it's adjusted i'll take the value at what it's at as we talk right now i'll pull it up but um so i think the under um fight doesn't go looks pretty decent too as far as value just because delicia hasn't done five rounds and he is so aggressive he's so aggressive with his attacks on his on the ground he's so aggressive on the feet and he throws a lot into everything Eventually, you're going to gas at some point, and I think that would likely be halfway through the fourth, fifth, or fourth round, um, and that will leave Imabov with a chance to just close the show. So, um, and or I mean, if Delize does pull off that big lightning strike early, that under looks good. So, I'm going to pull up. We can look at the lines on that later, but um, so that would be my sort of. I'll sort of lean into Imabov with you, but also take Delize and a. In a Maybe, maybe being a little bit of a bitch with with that one, but we'll
0: uh, we'll one that run that one we, round like that's that. That's just aggressiveness. Oh
1: fuck. Um, round three, we have a, a split on the the first one where we have two two different fights that we're on, which is good. We're on the same fight in the second one.
0: And what is your third spot you want to bring to the table? Sorry, I have a baby here who is. Uh, I think I'm looking through here like so. I don't know. Like I, I, I kind of like Charles Johnson just coming out and like cutting promos on the, uh, cutting promos on the 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 Apex this week. Um, you know, so I, I was looking at him a little bit, but I I'm not familiar enough with this uh, Azac guy to to confidently pick against him. Um, you know, there's nobody on the, there's nobody really like the Mahmoud Mardov or or, you know. I mean, I was thinking Randy Brown by submission could be interesting against Muslim, but I think I'm going to fall on. Uh, let
1: me throw you one, one bone here. You can do a two-piece. So if you have your your book open, so you can do a two-piece. So if you want to put two chalk pieces together and make a nice little two-piece, I had one that was Silva and, and Brown. That was something I had put out earlier in the week. It was like minus 108 at the time. It's probably a little bit chalkier now, but you right. can build one of those and I'll let you
0: have one of those. I was thinking, I was thinking, like, could we do, like, a like a two-legger? But I think, not, you know what? I'm going first fight of the night just because these are always silly. Um, nobody ever knows. I literally know nothing about Thomas Peterson, but um, I do think Jamal Pogues is unfairly getting dinged here. He won that Mick Parkin fight. Like, there is no doubt in my mind. I was watching, and I had money on Mick Parkin, and there's no doubt in my mind that Jamal Pogues won that fight um you know you, you I think- say you're a d-gen you are a general
1: you are a general you had money on Mimic Park and-
0: yes dude yes <laughs> of course i'm a degenerate like you know Love what it. it is um yeah i don't know like i i think he's getting i think he's getting dinged because he is technically coming off a loss but i watched that fight man like there is there's absolutely no doubt in my mind and i think there was like some pretty messed up stuff in that fight like there was like a headbutt or an eye poke or a groin strike. That wasn't called some pretty blatant fence grabbing. Maybe. Um, I don't remember exactly uh, uh, the specifics of that fight because it was in fact, a Mick Parkin fight. So I was only paying about half attention to it. Um, but I do remember walking away from that fight being like, yo, this Pogues guy, like there's, there's way like, I'm way more confident in him coming out of this than I am in, in Mick Parkin, Mick Parkin, by the way, was this close to getting booked I don't know if you saw that um oh no he did he got booked against uh Muhammad Usman for his troubles. um it was supposed put- to be it was supposed to be Muhammad Usman versus um who the hell is who is like the fat fat heavyweight black dude Chris Barnett um Nick Parkin got that so I'm going to go with Jamal Pogues. uh long long way to get there but um yeah, I uh yeah, I just like him. I think uh I think he just gets the win here. That's that's really about it. Peterson uh first fight, I believe uh since he won is like a minus 800 favorite or something crazy like that on uh on contender and uh Pogue's is, Pogues is just a tough uh tough entrance into the UFC and I love taking the dog in the first fight of the night. There's just something about it where I don't know like I, I feel like it's a pretty can- greasy fight,
1: so what? it's not a bad it's not a bad dog shot early in the, in the night. And I mean, Thomas Peterson's win condition is, is reliant reliance on him getting it to the ground and getting it to the ground with control and or um, you know rinse and repeat, trying to get that that take down multiple times. But if if that happens where he can't keep Pogues down, he's going to get tired. And on the feet, Pogues has some pretty good hands. He has some decent hands. He has good, good stand up. So um, not a bad dog shot at all. I think that. Thought is they don't think Pogues is going to get back up as easy. Um, And Peterson maybe uh, win either a dominant decision and or get him out on the ground. But I think Pogues could win that out on the feet. So not a bad pick at all. So uh, Harrington going for the two-pointer there again. Okay. All right, I'm going to come in with my final spot. Um, I'm going to go a – I'm going to bring a two-piece to the table. Actually, you know what? No, I'm, I'm gonna swing for a little bit. I, I, I gotta be. I can't be. Uh, can't be chalk with you like that. So we'll go Drew. Do- Drew Dober. Um Ooh. Right now, when I first put the line out, it was plus one thirty, but the line now. I mean, it's just inflated. It's a plus one sixty three. I mean, is now having value on just the money line spot itself. But I mean, KO. would likely be the win condition. I know a lot of people are on Muycoano. Just he is a scrappy guy on the feet. Um, just makes it makes it happen, and on the ground he is a killer, um, and that is Dober's sort of you know way he loses is by submission. So, um, but for me Dober's hands are just too dynamite. And I think on the feet he's gonna touch connell I think everybody's sort of in love with Moicano because of you know he went and got the fans, and he's done what he's done with the fans as well too. And he, like he's amazing in the cage, but I just think that uh, Dober's undervalued here, and I think the line keeps getting wider and more and more value. So I had Dober co- uh, KO, but dober plus 163
0: play for me so you're going with two what is what is the win condition to get to three points it's 200 or better
1: um no it is more yeah, so north, yeah north of 199
0: north of 199 yeah that's that is too at that point it is too risky to go for the uh to go for just KO because, you know, we have seen Dover win some, some fights that are like, man, how did that get to a decision? Or like, you know, there, there is always like the the club and sub potential with just about anyone, even in fights where you're like, well, I mean, there's no way Dex guy's going to submit that guy. Um, but uh, yeah, I do like that. I, one of the spots I was looking at, um, but I just didn't at, uh, at for just one point, it didn't seem worth it. I kind of like the under one and a half in that fight. Cause it's like, Dude, I feel like that is that that fight is going to be pretty hard pressed to get out of the first round, um, and, and and damn near impossible to get out of the second because these are both guys that are, you know, the 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 average fight times are not very long, and they're both guys who are very much focused on like, yo, I need to I need to do something to elevate my status here, and just getting a decision win I don't think is enough for either one, so. Yeah, I do think both are going to take a lot of chances, and and in in that way, give a lot of a lot for their opponent to either counter or find openings there. Well,
1: what we can do with that is we can make that your on deck place. So if any of your plays were to collapse because of whatever weight misses or a fight falls apart or whatever it is, we can put that into one of your spots, and that can take over a place. Perfect, love that. And then I'll be an asshole and come in with the lead by sub at plus four hundred.
0: Woo! So you got a plus three, you got a three point pick on deck just in case
1: yeah just a just a murderer waiting um because <laughs> i believe if we were actually break it down you're likely to take the lead on me um in the first three rounds if we were to hit all hit our picks you i think you take the the, the cake there but uh if you come in with your modest one as an on deck one play i mean who knows we'll see how the we, hopefully we don't have any fights that fall apart but uh i think that's sort of a cool way to do it so plus 400 sub for me. I think that's what it was sitting around, but I'll find out afterwards. The line's dropped a little bit. That's fine. Um, But it'll still be over uh, 200, so it'll be worth a three-pointer. So, yeah, man, fun way to do it. I think it's a good way to break it down. Initially, I had Bagdazarian as one of my picks, but, I mean, Bagdazarian, obviously, that fights off now, too. So, But if we were to put together, between you and I, a two-piece, I mean, we could even go with what I had said before, but a a two-piece that you think would is a likely hit, what would be your first pick to throw in to a two piece?
0: Hmm. I mean, all right. This is again narrative storyline, whatever you want to say. Um, Themba Garimbo has a sponsorship deal with The Rock. The Rock, who just joined the TKO board of directors, TKO, which owns the UFC. I mean, the synergy is just there. Uh, for somehow, some way, uh, this this incredible. Uh, African story, uh, Themba Garimbo to get the win here. And not only that, I mean, this is a guy who, you know, he's, he's winning fights with, with, you know, $4 in his bank account, right? Like sleeping in cars and, and, you know, eating the protein powder that was left over at the gym to, to get by. Now he's got a couple dollars in his pocket. It's only going into him getting better training and more committed. if that's even possible to his dream of becoming an MMA champion, uh, I'm sorry, UFC champion. This is a guy who they definitely can build around. And if and when the mythical UFC Africa card that's headlined by Drigas Duplessis ever comes around, Themba is going to earn himself a spot on the main card. He's going to need to be on a run of wins like this. So I think at minus 250, just for for strictly for narrative purposes, is, is a little bit too low. And I think he gets it done against Pete Rodriguez. And you know what I'll do is
1: I'll throw in uh, Natalia Silva on that one. So Natalia Silva, the Magrimbo, that'll be the two-piece parlay that we'll throw out there as well, too.